3: with Conair Girlbomb.
2: Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
1: <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. at and
3: The Nikki Glaser podcast.
4: Here's
2: Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser podcast. I am podcasting from New York City in my friend Saralina's house in Manhattan. Tribeca. Not gonna get too much more detailed, but that's where I am. I'm joined here in this room, this guest room with me by um, my best friend, my former roommate, the woman who wrote this theme song, you know her, you love her, you've heard her on the podcast a million times. She's wearing socks that have the girl with the pearl earring on them. They are very <laughs> oh cool. Where'd you get those? It's on your marina, everyone. Thank you so
3: much. I got them from a very nice couple in Richmond, Virginia that housed me for a house concert, hosted me. They're really cool. I, I've never seen
2: you wear something so bold. I like feel a, like
3: I am the girl with the a pearl, pearl earring. And they have a on them. I know. Into them, wow. a real
2: pearl. Those are so cute. And how does that not fall off and in the she's laundry my tour t-shirt? What'd you say? Is yeah, how is that not falling off in the wash?
3: It's insane. I don't know. There yeah. might have been two pearls at one point. I was
2: watching a video this weekend. Noah by the way is in Arizona joining us. Hey Noah, how's it going? Hi. Good, good. Hi. Hi. Um so this weekend we had a girls trip and we just all sent each other Noah wasn't able to go, but man, we missed her and she'll be on the next one, but it was so seven fun. of us. Um, Sarah Lena, whose house we're at right now uh, Anya, me, Kirsten Carlisle, Taylor Cat, Cat. Cat. and is that, that it? that's it oh my god, so many Um, it was so much fun but there was this video of Missed Tala. oh yeah, Holla we missed too um, of us, all, wa- we were watching the Casey Anthony show <laughs> that we all were like on our chat talking about but we were like save it for the girls trip so we watched that and we're all unsure of if she did it or not even though I was positive she did like it I'm pretty sure she still did, but I do think it was an accident. We don't think she like actually like killed her like we think she there was a pool accident. It doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, but like not for this story um and Kirsten noticed that we were all like kind of snacking and crunching around the room, like we had a bunch of snacks that we got delivered, and we were just all just captivated watching the show, and Kirsten decided to record everyone. Um, eating and crunching. And I was watching the footage this morning because she said <laughs> so over. You eat so
3: slow. I'm here? You were radio? eating a
2: bag of Skinny Pop. And this time, you know, those tiny little oh. one serving guys, I've never seen someone eat one piece at a time, very <laughs> slow. And I'm like, I gotta slow the fuck down when I eat. Like,
3: are have you ever- sure? I thought that Popcorn? was Kirsten.
2: No, it was, she filmed oh. it. So she wasn't in it. Oh, it was you I was just-
3: slowly. So and I was like,
2: man, I gotta move slower. If we all ate slower, we'd probably eat less because you would have time to digest. Um, And I sometimes watch you eat your bars and you're just like, you just have like little (laughs) bites and then you'll set it down. And it's not like you're trying to restrict or be like, I can't have it. I'm just going to have a little bit. You literally just are very slow, like a slow consumer.
3: Yeah, I am a slow consumer. But those chickpea pops that taste like Fritos are like healthy. Oh, yeah. I was eating those one at a time because I was sucking off the powder. Like I wish there were more powder and less
4: I used to do that with
3: peanuts. I used to eat the shell because I just wanted that. I didn't like the peanut
2: inside. This was before I was even like a weird diet girl. You know, like
3: just this was strange. Child. Just I was just a
2: weird child that only liked the shells, and I would choke violently in the stands where people would be alarmed because oh, peanut shells are not supposed game? to eat them, and they're so dirty. They, they were just so salty, and I liked the crunch. And then peanuts, I would be like, "Oh, get those out of here!" Yeah, they're so um, plain. This girl's weekend trip was amazing. Highlights include... (gasps) Psychic
3: vegan restaurant times.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, so we were supposed to have a psychic come... Anya like, found the psychic she was supposed to come. She got the date wrong. We were like, not a very good psychic. She like didn't understand what day. She was like, I thought you meant Wednesday. And it was like very clearly Sunday. And we're like, okay, this. Um, we don't trust her to, with our futures if she can't handle her own present. Um, so we didn't get a psychic. But then we were at, I really recommend doing this with a group of people. So I don't even know how this came about. We were at a dinner, like, yeah. the idea for it. And Anya tore up the menu, that was like little paper menus that, you know, disposable, tore up seven pieces, we each got a strip, and then we wrote down something we wanted clarity on in our lives. Right. And we wanted direction with, it could be a word, it could be a sentence, like, what should I do about something, or like, I just need more You know, I just want guidance. And then we crumpled them up and folded them up and put them in a plate. And then we each picked one. And then we, like, held it in our hands and, like, switched it around and kind of just closed our eyes. And (laughs) whatever vision you got, you said, like, I don't know. I'm just sensing the word march. Like, I'm sensing a tunnel. I'm seeing a volcano. Like, whatever images popped into your head in that moment. And then you open it up and you see, like, how we could interpret what that vision You get from the energy of the paper, and then we'd get like life direction.
3: At first, we thought this is a ridiculous idea just to make us laugh. And then we started getting freaked out by how accurate it was. Like, you wouldn't know if the question was, Where will I move? Or, you know, who should I date? Or, Or should I get a bird? Right. Which was mine. And all (laughs) of the answers that we were coming up with were. Identical, like I just also, you had to pick a piece of paper that spoke to you or that you felt a pull toward. Yes. And I was holding one and I had no direction at all in my head. I'm like, I'm not going to come up with anything. And then out of nowhere, I was like, March and September are coming to me. And then I opened it up and it was like, where should I move and when? And it was or like, no, you- when should I move? That's what it was. Right. So you're going to move to March and September. Sorry, that was a terrible, terrible.
2: No, but you, but, <laughs> I did realize though that this is this is exactly what happens with psychics and tarot and stuff <laughs> yeah. it's like it's I don't really believe this is actually guiding you but it's like it tells you it tells you what you want to like we really want to be guided in the direction that you want to go but sometimes it's hard to admit to yourself what you want and so interpreting a mysterious clue really helps you in a way that doesn't feel so self-serving tell you what you really want. So like if someone was, if I was to say, what am I supposed to do? I need to make a change. What should I do? Is like my question, and then someone says March. I can go. Oh, I'm going to move in March, or it could be I'm going to start a women's <laughs> march, or it's going to be like I need to watch March of the Penguins, or um, <laughs> right. uh, you know, you can really make anything out of like. Because I was like, should can I, I s- get a bird? And Saralina for mine had seen a tunnel and sand and a vagina <laughs> and eyes and a vagina, and so we were like, oh, you should get a sand bird. The <laughs> sand is at the is in the forest in the rainforest. You need a parrot. I'm like, no, I was already planning on getting a parrot. This This wasn't about like, do I get a quail or a parrot? I'm gonna get a parrot. (laughs) We were like tropical birds. And I'm like, but you can put sand anywhere. You can just be like, a sandbox is at a school. You should have a (laughs) child. You know, like, it really is kind of telling you what you want. But it was so fun. Yeah. It just got the conversation like kind of going in a, like, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to like open up about things. I feel like girls' trips for me are always ways for us all to kind of talk about what's on our mind and might what might be like really maybe shameful or embarrassing about our situation or how clueless we all feel or how like just stuck we all feel and then one of us reveals it and then the others are all like I am either there right now and it seems like I have it all together or I've been there and it was just so helpful and um we also Sarah Lena did the coolest surprise for us we got into town it was just a quick trip we got quick trip we went to a gas station um (laughs) and that was the highlight we got big gulps well that's a different branding but um we got into town went to lunch then we so but the highlight for me was Lena had a surprise for us and she was like it's not a big deal don't seriously don't don't get excited about it first of all she got us to she got us so we were going to stay at her new house that we're at right now right but And she has multiple floors and we could have just taken over one of the floors or whatever. But she was like, I just feel like, you know, my husband's going to be there. He's going to be on a different floor and we could totally avoid him. They have like elevators here. (laughs) She was like, but I kind of want to be away. So she, out of the kindness of her wallet, got us a hotel stay, the suite, these two suites that had like adjoining rooms practically at the nicest hotel any of us have ever stayed at. My mom would have had a field day on this being like, look at this. You might have seen some of the footage on my Instagram story of us playing with the curtains that, you know, you press a button and they open <laughs> um shooting like Taylor Swift videos but
3: and everything was very French and like feminine and you just felt like you were in Paris in 1940. Yes. 5. It 1953.
2: Was so nice. It was like the way Graceland felt when
3: we visited yes. Graceland
2: and everything's preserved in time. It's almost like 50s stuff but new and so this place is just gorgeous um shout out to the Phuket fo- if you want to look at how pricey the rooms are guys go look at Phuket, fouquet, f-o-u-q-e-t-q-e-t Fouquets. Fouquets. Yeah. oh i'll never forget it and so <laughs> um but we went to what we like went out for the day we got foot massages from anya as a christmas gift it was so nice and you went back we to the, foot the usual
4: spot Yes. yes four seasons foot spa oh yeah oh, oh i thought i thought it was the one by the comedy seller
2: that that's we used what to it's called to.
4: is four seasons
2: oh okay i think or like yeah something like that if you ever go visiting new york it's on eighth street and sixth avenue um it's called four seasons tell them Nikki and anya sent you an hour-long foot massage from one of the strongest men and or women or women <laughs> there's three it's yeah it we had you just sit in a room and you lay back in a chair and you get your feet pummeled and you make orgasmic sounds and you cover your eyes just like when you come. I realize I have the same reaction to coming that I do that a foot massage I like get embarrassed and I have to cover my eyes
3: <laughs> you're also just as like focused and directorial you're like that's good that's actually less no more more like to the point where you think you're and hurting then, me and, but I'm very giving with like oh that's so
2: good yes. oh god that's good oh, and they oh. love it and they laugh so hard at my <laughs> responses um so then afterwards, Sarah Lynn was like, and I have a surprise. So then we go. And it's just like
3: a cozy, I mean, it's, it's silly girls. It's like, not. It's just get so it's gonna good a a at cozy planning thing. surprises.
2: She's so good at planning. It's amazing. So we go back to the hotel. We walk in. First of all, one of the bellhops ruined the surprise because he's like, are you guys here for the movie? And we were like, <laughs> oh. And then Sarah Lynn was like, he ruined it. And I'm like, he ruined it 20 seconds before we would have seen it. it was a yeah. movie. So we took an elevator downstairs. To like the basement level, and there's a cinema there, like where they do screenings. I'm sure this place is so nice. It opened like four months ago. We were probably the first people in this yeah. cinema, and we watch. And it has surround sound. Surround oh. sound for this movie that didn't and even lads, have surround sound. Like, like the kind of lounge, lounge chairs. chairs that are like beds that are like fainting couches, and we yeah. we push them all together. <laughs> we all fainted,
3: and we all sit in other. a row
2: like Madeline, like at an <laughs> orphanage, <laughs> where all these little beds in a row. <laughs> And we get to watch Can't Hardly Wait, which was a Movie that was a seminal classic for me and all my friends growing up, and like informed so much of who we are, and we all have such nostalgia for it. And Anya, who like grew up in a slightly different generation, just missed out on it just enough, just the way that I missed out on like Heather's or um, oh yeah, not another teen movie or pump
3: up the volume or the Lizzie McGuire
2: movie, like yeah, Reality Bites. You know, it's just that key moment. So if you graduated between. If you graduated high school between 1999 and 2004, you're gonna love Can't Hardly Wait. And um, but then I loved watching it with you, really, because you are like a cinemaphile. cinephile, yeah, a pedophile too. Um, <laughs> no. you, you, you uh, are pedophilic for cinnamon. Um, you're a cinephile. Oh my god, you love cinema. You know, like t- you know Tarkovsky and like uh, I don't know a little, little bit. Tarantino, I mean, I don't know.
3: You just know, like, good... Ethan Hawke. You've been...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Steven Spielberg. uh, Michael Bay. uh, Michael Bay. And you, um... But you enjoyed it.
3: Oh, I loved it. Ethan Embry is so cute with those big sad eyes. The soundtrack was amazing. Smash Mouth was used three or four times. No joke. (laughs) 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 Jennifer Love Hewitt's boobs are like defying gravity. She's in her absolute peak. Everyone has yellow teeth. (laughs) Yes, everyone Everyone has has, normal normal colored
2: teeth. Everyone has no veneers, no Botox. Everyone has, like, you know, those. She's wearing that classic. you remember the yeah. shirts that were so popular that, like the little spaghetti strap, but it had like a built-in bra with yes. it too. You
3: know what? Yes. You yeah, those, right? they sold those on Delia's. Those were great. everyone had flyaways, and Delia's. Nikki's like people would be dying right now if this was oh filming. If you're now. on set, flyaways. It's almost
2: as if your nipple is hanging out. How much of <laughs> it? Like, but she has flyaways. I'm like. So you mean some of my hairs might be like around my who can't, like right now? Feel my head. I just yeah. did a photo shoot. Feel oh my god!
3: What a disgrace! They they
2: <laughs> pasted my head down because of fly. The yeah, dead no, fly away. Perfect.
3: Um,
2: and so, yeah, it was just interesting to see. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt was. Every guy's crush.
3: Oh my god! Him, like, mm-hmm. and even impossible, mine. impossibly beautiful, like a doll come to life. Like the tiniest waist, the biggest tiniest boobs. That that's possible. Just, that movie is just so well done because the
2: the background, like. Everything going on in the background. There's jokes happening in the background. You know, there's constantly <laughs> yeah. people that you're seeing on screen that you're like, "That's a person that's in a movie's now." Like it was just everyone was in it. Seth Green was so and funny. it's fun
3: to watch with you because you're you remember dialogue. You probably haven't seen this movie for a few years, mm. at least
2: like at least ten ten or fifteen I mean, years. Nikki
3: was like, like but calling I, out the phrases through the whole film. I'm like, "How do you know that? You have such an incredible memory."
2: I have an incredible memory for something I watched literally a hundred times, you know, like it's The Clueless and Can't Hardly Wait for me, where my Seth big one was so cute. But at the end it was funny because I've talked about it before. I didn't kiss a boy until like so late in high school, you know. I was like junior, senior year, something like that. And um and all my friends had kissed boys and I just didn't know how to do it. I thought it was going to be bad. And I studied that movie so much. <laughs> the kiss at the very end where, you know, spoiler alert, the Ethan Embry and the girl kiss. And she does this thing. If you go back and watch it. Oh, and yeah. I, and I still do it to this day. When you kiss someone, you kiss. And then a second and a half later, your eyebrows go up like, oh, that was surprised me. Like you kiss and then, oh. <laughs> and it was so funny because I called it out. I go, kiss. Eyebrows, and then everyone laughed because they were like, "How did you know that was gonna happen?" I was like, "I've studied this extensively," and that is how I kiss to this day. And um, and so then that was so fun. And then we went to
3: dinner, and and she had a bag, two bags of snacks ready for us in the theater as a surprise too. Like, and a Kate, two cases of Lacroix. It was
2: so fun. There were no drugs. There were no drinking. It was just all girl Just fun good time pajama fun I might have microdosed a little bit but I don't <laughs> even think it affected me much Um, it was it was awesome girl time and then Anya and I were fresh from a crazy weekend of shows which is oh my god, so much fun so weekend. many besties came out it was so nice to see you all we were in Waterloo New York at a, a casino called Del Lago and then we were in Hershey. Hershey Pennsylvania which was amazing oh my god Hershey was incredible and then um, the final night was at the borgata in atlantic city and we're going to tell you about who i got to hang out with there which you might have already seen on my instagram but there is quite a story that surrounds it so we'll be back right after this with
0: that story hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy winning comedy series you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips and I always like how do you even go to these shows where are they happening well now I know because I have the information right here you can go to one of these shows don't tell comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country this isn't like a comedy club this isn't a theater these are small unique venues like on rooftops backyards art galleries if you're looking for a fun night out in your town which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country 150 cities in Canada the US and the UK. Don't tell comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're gonna see amazing new comedians. You're gonna see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online, be a part of the experience live in person. And do it on me, guys. Get tickets at don't tell and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off, that's freaking good. what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle House Household and my wife and kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Okay, we're back. So um, I was at the Borgata in Atlantic City on Sunday? Wait, Saturday night. Saturday yeah. night. And... There, I was doing the music box theater, which is the smaller of the two venues there at the Borgata. Um, Jerry Seinfeld was in the other one. And I knew about that months before because I remember Chris had some friends in Atlantic City. And he was like, they're deciding between Jerry Seinfeld and you. And they picked you. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so nice. And then um so I remembered hearing that. But I forgot about it because I just kind of put that out of my mind because I feel like. I don't want I don't want to know. I just don't want to know who's in the next room selling more tickets and like also Jerry Seinfeld I'd be, I'd be like go see him instead of me. But people actually came out to see me. Like he had tickets available and they still chose to came to see me. It was so fun. It was such a good show. And throughout the show I even referenced that like you guys chose me tonight. Fuck Jerry Seinfeld. Like I was just like being joking because obviously not I love Jerry Seinfeld, but I was like, fuck Jerry. And I was like, you know, you might want to step out in there and like cleanse your palate after these like pedophile jokes. Just like step into his showroom and um just see what he's up to. And I'm like, what if you walk in and he's like, What's the deal with pedophiles? I mean, they're kids. You wanna have sex with a kid. Like, I was just doing kind of Jerry doing uh, I guess someone I've heard someone actually do a bit of oh t- Tom Dekar used to do dirty Jerry Seinfeld Oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I was kind of doing that but um <laughs> and then and so I kept just being like who needs it? you know making jokes about it but also like so reverential because I love Jerry Seinfeld so much. And then we get off stage I do the meet and greet which is really fun aside from the guy who oh okay during the show though there was a I was doing a whole bit about um that I've been doing for years. It's just a bit I've been doing forever. If you come to see me and you're like, I've already seen that bit. Just know that it just hasn't been in a special. I might've done it on the road before, but all the stuff I'm doing right now has never been in a special. So if you've heard a joke before, it's because it's been in my act a while. There's this joke that I've never found to put in a special, but it's about how short guys are tend to have better personalities than tall guys. And tall guys kind of like have the world given to them Generally, because tall, you know, they look like they have more power, so everyone like kind of likes them and laughs at everything they say. So they think they're funny. All this, but da, da da da. So I'm doing, I do that bit, and then I move on to something else. And in the middle of a bit, a guy just walks to the front of the stage, which does not happen ever unless you're at a com. Maybe this has happened at comedy clubs, and he sets a shot glass on the stage and is like offering it to me, you know. And I just go, "What do he do? What?" what is what is what's happening over here and he's just like and i go what is that and he goes i think whiskey and i go oh sorry he doesn't know the drink but he does know the chemical compound of the pill he put inside of it he's very sure of that and i was just making and i go this what what uh what made you do that and i'm like i forget the jokes i was making i was pretty funny about it but um I was like, "Thank you so much. Like, never do that again." Like, kind of under my breath, like being, "Thank you. That's really nice, actually." But you have no self awareness, and um, this was a bad choice. And um, and then and then I go, and also it's just, I go, I I couldn't really see him when he walked away because it was kind of far. The room was so fucking big and so full of people, I could barely make it out. But um, I go, "You're tall, aren't you?" This is such a fucking tall, tall guy, guy thing move. to do. With, like a confident, a hot guy thing to do because just to interrupt a show and be like, I'm going to give her a shot and she's going to be so grateful. I go, first of all, I don't drink. So thanks for your research. And I've already said that on stage tonight. And <sighs> secondly, you just interrupted my bit. And it wasn't like I was, you know, it, I'm not Bert Kreischer. Like this wasn't, it was just not the vibe. And um, so, I kind of trashed him a little bit for it, but
4: it makes me think of like when guys like ask women um, to like go out with them on like a jumbotron. It's like puts them on the spot. It's so uncomfortable for the woman.
2: Wait, ask them to go out. Like you mean, get engaged. Get engaged. I would like to go out with you. I like you. Yes. Or just like, you know, like
4: in like a very public setting. It's just so
2: (sighs) it's, It it's cringe if and it's like this is
3: cringe. the guy I think it is it so checks out.
2: Do you know? Oh, because you didn't. Did you witness? I this? think I met this person
3: at the merch table you and 100. I did. got groped. Yeah, exactly. His wife tried to yep. chastise him in front of me. I realized yep. immediately uh-huh. she has the full time job of babysitting her husband. Yep. yep. He was so annoying. He kept saying he was going to carry me. He was. Hot I said you're not going to and carry tall. me. He's like, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to lift you up. I'm like, you're not going to lift me up. And then he like groped my he has side. He to lift me boom. up too. And
2: I said, no. And I was but, like,
3: please get your hands off me. I
2: already shamed him from the stage. And then at the meet and greet, he asked to lift me up, which God. I never want. Because even though you think I'm light, I have heavy bones. And you were going to make some kind of. Oof.
4: I don't want to be that close to you.
3: Pete I think guys like it that. It's me. a
4: power trip. Guys. Yes. Guys like that get off at women saying, no, 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 no. They just, that's what they want to hear. Rapists, you mean? Yeah,
2: yeah exactly.
4: Well, he was, also was
3: harassing this other couple. I thought they were together. And they were trying to take a photo with me. He's like, All right, I'm gonna take the picture of you guys now. Lift her up, lift Anya up, lift her up. I'm like, do not lift me up. And the guy's like, he I has am like not a lifting you up, don't a worry. Fetish.
2: You know, like he just yeah. wanted, His poor wife. I'm gonna change to his name because I remember he, he his did name. Ask, I will say, and sometimes they just like grab you. I mean, this hasn't happened in years. I mean, this was more like the wild west of comedy clubs where no one knew who you were. I was an opening act didn't respect me at all. And now there's, it just rarely happens, but um, it was nice to have besties like right behind him so that when he left, they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, that's fine. Because wow. I know how to kind of handle it now. He just goes, can I lift you up? And I go, no. And he goes, really? Like, First of all, shut. I said no. Don't give me. No like, one a ever guilt tells me no, it. though. I'm six four. Yes, exactly. And I go. I knew you were tall as soon as you walked up. I go. I knew the guy that brought a shot was fucking tall. And then he. Um, no offense to any tall people listening. You're all kind and I love you. Um, but then he goes. Then we take a picture and he kisses my side of my face. But I don't know if he's kissing me or licking it. I thought he's gonna lick me oh, because he's such I'm a guy. Sorry. Just, so he. I think he's licking my face and I make a face like. And I'm just like, get it over with. Either these option is These gross. are always the times when their cameras don't work, right? Right. And so you have to like hold it. Oh, and I know you're like, why don't you tell him get the fuck off you? I swear to God, you guys, it is more work than to just get through with it. Like to just, because then <sighs> his wife, I, and I was embarrassed for his wife who was very nice. Yeah. And who could you could tell was like just putting up with her drunk husband who kind of... She kept being like, Michael,
3: Michael, Michael. I changed his name, but yeah, full name. Michael,
2: Michael. Days, I told him, I was like, please post that because my face was so funny in it because I was so disgusted. Oh. And he was like, oh, this sucks. And I go, no, that's hilarious. Like <laughs> you focus on my face and know that this is how most people feel when encountering you. And you're going to start getting older and you're going to lose your fucking looks. And then what are you going to have?
3: The sad part is he will never have any self-awareness about it. Even after he listens to this... Whole will probably have a weird, like, exc- it. yeah, I was trying to censor myself, but yeah, half chub for this whole story. I'll be like, yes, success. Yeah. That's I, the problem with sociopaths. They yeah,
2: like it. They do like True. it. And he did, because if I were him and I brought a shot on stage thinking it would be a funny thing, because I've been that person before where I just don't read the room right. And then you get a little bit shamed. I didn't shame him mercilessly because I'm grateful. He just made it. You know, he made an error in th- thinking that's the right time. He's maybe with, just freshly from a Burt Kreischer show where that's okay and and actually, like, invited. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't – I trashed him a little bit, but I was also like, thank you for coming. No big deal. Thank you for the shot. That was nice to think of, you know. But then – If that happened to me, I would skip the meet and greet because I would be so embarrassed that I. she knows I'm that guy. But I tell you, 10
4: out
2: of 10 times when someone is an embarrassing person, a guy in the crowd and does something that I – the whole crowd feels cringe for them, they will come to the meet and greet and they'll be like, I was the guy that did that. And I go – of I know you are because I studied your face to use it for a sketch artist when you eventually <laughs> rape me someday. I would like I studied your face so I can give it to a police sketch artist, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's just a certain type of person. But it is a rare person anyway. After the show, I get done with that meet and greet. I wash my hands. Um, I cleanse my palate, <laughs> and I'm getting ready to sit down and eat my dinner that was delicious and I was so excited because meet I had been done with three shows three meet and greets which is really six shows and just to be clear night? I love the meet and greets no this is over like over, in three days. days so okay. Thursday Friday Saturday it was just like and we drove in between each show like it was a lot of work for me Anya and Matt um, you know my tour manager Matt Pond and so we were all just kind of like and Bobby J Cox was also who you've heard on the podcast he was also there so we're all backstage Oh, and before the show, Matt said something to me, right? About
3: Jerry? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, would you like Nikki? Would you have any interest in meeting Jerry today? Because he's just down the way. If you want, we can set that up. Yeah, he was like, do you want me to inquire about it? Yeah. And I
2: was like, God, no. No, like, he he doesn't need to meet me. Like, I don't want to bother him. Like, of course, I would love to meet Jerry Seinfeld, but like... I have met Jerry before. I was um, on Inside Amy Schumer, and we did a sketch called "80s Ladies." And at the end of it, Jerry comes in, and we like I get to latch arms with him, and watch on the street. I met him briefly that day. It was very cold outside. It was a quick shoot. It was cool to be on camera with him, but it wasn't. We didn't have an interaction. I knew his wife from hanging out at Amy's house. His wife Jess and Amy are friends, and I really love Jess, and we were Instagram friends for a while. And I, we haven't talked in years, but I liked her. But I just, I don't know. I got the sense about Jerry from watching Comedians in Cars. Like, first of all, I think I was, like, a little bit bitter. Like, I wanted to be on that show. Not that I should have been on that show, but I wish it was still around so that when I was famous enough, I could have been on it. So I was always kind of like, I'm almost, like, there were a couple comics on it that I was like, oh, I could be on this show, you know? And I think I was just like, I want to be on the show. And, and from watching Comedian, the documentary, and just being a huge Jerry Seinfeld fan, I thought I knew what he was like and like he's very serious about comedy he's going to want to talk bits i might not have any and he's not going to be a fan of my comedy like he does clean comedy he's very meticulous about word um choice and just he is a he has the style that i wish i could have and that i just i don't know i don't have the discipline or whatever and i just revere him he's a you know an advocate of transcendental meditation he's just smart and cool and He's the kind of comic I wish I could be in terms of work ethic and stuff and and clean and accessible and all those things. And then I'm backstage about to sit down, like about to take a bite of my cauliflower. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. And then Matt comes back and is like, uh, Nikki,
3: Jerry would like to see you. And I was just like,
2: okay. I didn't even freak out. I was like, Yep. That's happening. And I was just, I knew exactly what it meant. I was like, I have been summoned. Jerry wants to meet me. I just, I think I might've said like, he asked for me and he's like, yes. And so it was like, go time. And Matt was like, I think Anya should go, like you should have one person go with you if you want. And I was like, absolutely. Anya starts getting ready. I'm like, Anya and I are going. She's the perfect wingman for a situation where, you know, she's not going to like fangirl out too hard. She's not going to embarrass herself. She like is cool around celebrities. Um, And so she comes with me. And we get walked through, like, the bowels of the Atlantic City Casino to the other side of the place where Jerry has just performed. And we – I don't know what to expect, like, at all. I just think he's being cordial to the other comedian that's performing
3: there. We had no idea. But But on the the way there –
2: yeah. The security guard did say he never does this. And he comes through Atlantic City a lot. And he's like, he's never done this with like the other comic performing. And I'm like, he's like, in all the times, he's never done this. And I was yeah, like, Jerry
3: never does this. So I don't know. I that cool was just
2: telling you. Street. Jerry never
3: does this. I was like, all right. And so we went Oh, my God. I'm up. getting goosebumps know, again. That night, we could not stop <laughs> getting goosebumps. <laughs> it was unreal. And we're both pretty... Non, like, we're not starstruck people. No, like, I'm pretty chill. Like, we've met a lot of people. I was
2: nervous to meet Jerry, though, because yeah.
3: we were both, like, clickety-clack
2: down
4: the hall, like, click, 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 click in our high heels. And like, you were just playing <laughs> that <Yes>. Seinfeld <laughs> trivia game on your Instagram. Yes, I know. which is so which,
2: weird, because the night before, like, Hershey, it. one of my fans, Innocence, brought me a fun trivia card game of Seinfeld trivia, and I was nailing it, and, like, I would realize I'm a fucking good Seinfeld fan. Like, it is... I still retain a lot of that obsessive knowledge from, you know, middle school, high school. Um, and that show, I put it on all the time. It still holds up. It's the best. And as you all know. And so then we we get, we approach and I guess it's the last dressing room and I kind of know it's his. And I just hear, is she here? Is she here? And I walk in and he's already walking up to the front of the door to greet us. And he is even before I get him, he embraces me. And he's like, I I think I blacked out, but he goes, he says something like, I am a huge fan. I love you. You are so funny. I have watched everything you do. You are so, he goes, and I was like, I thought I literally said this to him. I go, are you doing an impression of what I should be saying to you? Like, I said that to him. I go, this is all the same stuff. I go, what are you talking about? I go, you're Jerry Seinfeld. I was like, you don't know what you mean to me. Thank you so much for everything. Like, I love you. And I started kind of tearing up because he was just saying, he was like
3: a true fan of mine. Like I thought they were doing a bit. (laughs) I thought it was a put-on, because all I heard, I'm behind Nikki as we're entering this tiny little green room that they're all in. He's there with his two openers, and all I hear is... I love you. I love you. I can't believe you. I love that this is happening. I love that this is happening. And I'm like, oh, this is a joke. Like, they're just being big on purpose. And then I realized, this is real. They've really, truly never met like this before. Uh And they're both freaking out. He was, like, what was your first impression? Because I had like a couple. Hot. Yeah, he was like <laughs> he <laughs> not is first so hot.
2: He is hot. It's insane, and he he's looked also a lot like Chris to me. Like he looked like the way my boyfriend is gonna age, and like I wouldn't have thought Jerry Seinfeld would like give this aura of like hotness. Like I've never like no offense, so to Jerry trim. Seinfeld, But he's always been cool, and definitely like a catch on his show. He's always like the guy that was dating like the cool girl, and he's like, and he has like a hot wife. I mean, he does well for himself. There's you. You sh- I should have assumed he would be this way in person, but he was, like, fit and had good posture, but, like, yeah. not too bulky, not too thin. Like, perfect 60-something-year-old man bod. Yeah. Like, perfect. Like, hot.
3: Silver
4: Fox. Great like, hair. Salt and peppery. Great
2: jawline. Like, he really did. I, afterwards, I texted Chris, and I think Chris was probably rolling his eyes, like, you you can just say Jerry's hot. You don't have to compare <laughs> him to me. But I was like, you
3: literally... He yeah, looks- he did have a convi. He did. Thing. He was so
2: cute, and... My first impression really was, like, I didn't know how how animated and enthusiastic and giving and, like, like how much he laughs and gives and is, like, so, so upbeat, so energetic. Like, I thought he would just be, like, I mean, this guy's been around for fucking ever. He is the GOAT. Like, he is – he has no reason to have any enthusiasm. He could be whatever he wants to be. He could be very jaded um, – But he was like a true fan of mine, and my walk away from the whole thing. He invited us to sit down. He goes, "What do you want? Do you want a sub? Do you want a drink? Do you want... What do you want? We have everything." And he introduced us to his openers, uh, Mario, and what was the other guy's name? I forget. But they were so cute too. They were uh, handsome men, and we just sat around and talked for like twenty-five
4: minutes. What do you talk to Jerry Seinfeld about? And who is the one who's like guiding the conversation? Okay, so what we talked about. He first of all was like.
3: I just want you to know I've seen all your YouTubes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so nice. He goes, I've seen everything you've done. Every I know everything about you. I've watched all of your stuff on YouTube. I know everything because she was at one point. She was like, "So I moved back to St. Louis." He's like, "Oh, I already know that." He goes
2: because <laughs> I was telling his openers because they go, "Where are you from?" And Mario asked, and I go, "I." He go, they go, "Where do you live?" And I go, "I live in St. Louis." And I go, and I looked at Jerry because usually people are shocked when they hear yeah. that I live in. St- and I looked at Jerry like it's true, and he goes. Oh, I know. You think I don't know that about I you? Watched I, I watched him, all my things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, did he? But um, so I will say one thing that was really interesting, and this will be good to Seinfeld fans. Is he was like talking about I forget how we got on the subject of it, but I said, um, oh, I told him. Listen, I know, you know, I know he hears about how great Seinfeld is all day long, but I just had to tell him. I was like, I have to say, I was. You know, Seinfeld made me who I am in eighth grade, which is one of the coolest things that ever happened to me. My, my algebra teacher, Gay King was his name. It was the best algebra teacher name for eighth graders. Gay King was his name. Mr. King. Mr. King gave me, um, the weekend. I was supposed to take a test on Friday, um, and Thursday night before the test was the finale of Seinfeld, and he knew how much it meant to me that I would not be able to study that night, so he <sighs> let me take the test on Monday. And I've never heard of anything like that before or since. And I just felt so seen. I thought, like, this is, like, he know, like, it was almost like, it. no one's ever given me that kind of like, leeway for even if my grandma died. But this was because the Seinfeld finale, like, he took it seriously. And I don't even know if he was a Seinfeld fan, but I told Jerry that, and he goes, well, I'm sorry we disappointed you with the finale. Because the finale is classically, like, panned by Seinfeld fans, except me. Thank God, because I've always loved the finale. I thought it had to be different than a regular Seinfeld episode. And, um, And I said, you know what? I actually, like, my favorite thing about the finale was... The montage and the song and he goes uh had the t- time of your life green day and i was like it's the best song to choose and that is now used in so many montages i hope you had the time of your life but at the time i think it was the first one that they used that and at, and it made me cry it's the best montage and he was like thank you i chose that song <laughs> like he was very proud of his choice of that and then he was talking about the finale and how and i go if you don't remember the sign finale, they all kind of go on trial for like making fun of this fat guy as he's like, they were like making fun of someone as he's robbed and they get on trial for like, he gets robbed. It's like, they're really mean and then they go on trial and they all go to jail pretty much and they're punished at the end. And he said, I regret that because I did that because everyone, I was listening to critics, I was listening to people say that these people are bad people, they're mean people. They, and I was like, Well, then if everyone thinks that way about them, they need their comeuppance. And that's what he wanted to do with that episode was show that like it's not okay to be a bad person, a selfish person. And he goes, but they weren't bad people. I look back on it and I let critics convince me that they were bad people. They weren't bad people. Everyone's selfish.
3: Comedy is selfish. Yeah, he goes, they
2: were people. They were people. And he regretted that. And then he also, though, said as much as he wished he wouldn't have listened to the critics, he said – I forget who he quoted. It was someone... Oh, that's right. Some artist he had quoted saying like, there's no idiot whose advice I can't benefit from. Every idiot has some piece, something that you can hear. Like every YouTube comment, there's something to be gleaned that you can take as feedback as an artist. And I liked that because I hate when people are like, get mad at the audience. My biggest pet peeve, as you probably know, is like when comedians are on stage and they tell a joke and they're like... Oh, you guys just don't get that. This f- crowd fucking sucks. And they get mad at the crowd. I'm like, no, you suck. The crowd, there have been shitty crowds for sure that are just dumb or they're not listening, but you are an art. You need to adjust. You need either go to their level or like acknowledge that this room is full of drunk people or acknowledge that this room is full of people talking. You need to figure out a way. Like, yes. It might be hard, it might be impossible, but like blaming the crowd is so lame to me. And so I liked hearing that because even when people go, you don't need to listen to that person's opinion about you. Stop reading the comments, which I don't read anymore because they just hurt me too much. But I do think that, you know, we're trying to entertain the the masses. Well, like, some
3: feedback can be helpful.
2: Even if it's like you're a fat slut and all Thanks. women should die. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well. I do dye my hair. Maybe I can take you, did spell dye wrong and unintentionally. Um,
3: but he was saying he was working on a new film and that he oh, was yeah. asking for all kinds of feedback from all kinds of folks. And he didn't necessarily love the feedback the network was giving him, but he was like, I'm going to listen to it. I want to be open minded. Maybe and they're right. That's so cool because you just,
2: I always thought of him as like such a lone wolf. Like he is so. He knows how to do his own set and he doesn't take advice from anyone else, which is still true because I said, you know, this is interesting, Jerry, because I've been thinking about my stand-up set and how I approach my roasts have always been the thing that everyone applauds me for the most, like my roasts. And there's a part of me that doesn't feel like I can take credit for it because it was such a process that I invited other writers into, other comedians, and I had a lot of help on roasts. Even though I wrote many, if not most, of the jokes, I got a lot of help. Um and for some reason i go and i don't know why i don't do the same thing with my stand up like why am i not getting help from people and he goes no no your stand up is you no you're doing everything right you don't need he goes for example i'm working on this bit about playing poker and how i don't care about my it was some you know very early bit that he's working on and he goes no one's going to be able to tag that up for me or you know tag being a joke on a on a, after a punchline he's like no one knows that's that's in my head that's my own per- no one can no one can help me with that and so it was he was he was very very full of juxtaposition of like yeah. listen to people but also do your own thing like but the one thing i tr- will always try to remember is that he said at one point i was talking and telling a story and he looked at his friends and he goes her voice even her, the way she talks is funny. She has a voice. What did he say?
3: She has the comedy voice. She's got the comedy voice. And I was just like. It was, oh, the best was when he, oh, he christened you a Jew. Oh, yeah. And he goes, Yay. are you Jewish? And I go, no,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> and he was like, you're sorry? He was like laughing. And he was like, you're not. He goes, you are.
3: You are. And I go, thank I- you. <laughs> Yeah, you go, I wish I were. And he goes, Glazer. And you go, I know. People always think that. And he goes, you are. You are. But you are. And I go, okay, then I am. I
2: said, that's how you know if you're Jewish. You're Jewish because if your mom is Jewish, you're Jewish. Or Jerry Seinfeld says you're Jewish. Those are the two ways. And so I'm
3: Jewish. It was such an amazing thing to just be in the room for that because – I was i am pretty like unflappable, and my eyes teared up several times. And I was like, why am I crying right now? I was looking at the carpet like, pull it together on you. No one could tell, but I was just going, wow, this man has touched all of our lives so much. Like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David, Seinfeld, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Veep. Like, so many things I love in my life are due to Kramer this at the man. Laugh Factory.
2: I mean, everything... <laughs> oh. No, it's been so culturally impacted, maybe more so than anyone we, anyone you can think of, like in terms of how influential he's been. And Um, he was so
3: ebullient, like you do think he's gonna be jaded, but he was just so full of joy and like he had the most smiley eyes. And he was just like staring at Nikki, smiling like 100% joy the whole time. But I really like, I know my,
2: great people have said I'm funny before Conan says I'm funny like all my heroes say I'm funny and you guys know as my besties that I doubt that sometimes and I think I'm tricking people or I'm like you know I figured it out but it's not real like for some reason like I really I gotta I'm, I'm gonna remember the way he said that like if he like I can't question Jerry Simon I, not that I can question Conan either but sometimes I'm like Conan's just being nice like and yeah I've I've done well on his show but like I, I was I, I don't know. I just sometimes can. Cons- I gotta just remember yes. that for some reason Jerry really got through to me. Of like, no, he's a legitimate fan of mine, and like wants to hear what I have to say. And it was like, and he was like, "You should have been in my movie. We should have put her in my movie." God, damn. like he was like yeah. so mad. And then and Anya's like, "Then you guys need to work together." Yeah. Anya's being my agent. She's like, "You need to put her in something. You guys, Anya, yeah. need to do something." I didn't know awesome. comedians
3: and cars is over. Is it? I, I feel like it, he would have said oh, something that would have been, it not been I've seen yeah. every single one and I would love to see you guys do it. But then Anya,
2: Anya's just like I'm like this is my opener. They don't even know if she does music. like they're not really it was so fast when we were all introing that it was unclear. And then we, we you know we have a friend in common, uh, Ryan Hamilton and we were talking about his new s- stand up and um and Anya's like it's this great 20 minutes about his this accident he had and all the stuff and Jerry's like we should produce it. You and I, we're going to produce it. So he and Anya <laughs> made like a deal that night. And he even said, I know this sounds like just this Hollywood, like we're not going to do it, but we're doing this. And then so Anya and I went and saw Ryan Hamilton's set last night. And I feel like we're going to get the wheels in motion on this. We
3: are. It's so good. It was so fun.
2: It was like, I don't I'm still pinching get... myself. What did I your know. parents say? It's, they... um. They, I haven't you know what I texted them just the picture I was like you're never gonna believe it and then they just like hearted it I haven't talked to them <laughs> yet because I've been on okay. this girl's trip but they're. I did say like he was he's a huge fan of mine. Take how much you think he would be excited to see me in your wildest dreams and multiply it by a hundred, because it literally was like, i'm not joking you, I never would have thought that Jerry Seinfeld would be that excited to meet me it li- I literally said to him, "Are you doing an impression of how excited I should be like it felt like it felt like the way that I was trying to suppress like the version of myself that is totally unbridled <laughs> happiness and excitement was the way he was. I was kind of like, take it easy, fan girl. Like it was that much. It was
3: awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for your parents to hear. That was yeah. definitely the highlight of one of the highlights of the year. For it sure. really was. And um, also the weirdest thing is we were playing a manifestation game with the girls chain. Like play the game of. In your wildest dreams, let's say a phone call happens, you pick up the phone, what is the great news on the other end? And we were all making lists, and Mm -hmm. one thing on my list, this is a month ago, I was like, I want to produce a comedy special or work with a comedian, would love if it's Nikki, but any... You know, like I would love to work cl- more closely with comedians in terms of like working on a special. You said produce a comedy special, yeah. and I was thinking Ryan was like,
2: "Well, I've never heard this dream. What's going on here?" And then all of a sudden, Jerry's like, "We're producing it." And well, the yeah, I told
3: anything- Jerry, I go. I want, I want Ryan to do this, but he just he keeps saying he's going to shelve it. And I I want to produce it. And he goes, you should produce it. And I go, Why not? yeah. And yeah, then he, he goes, well, goes, I'll do it with you. I'm like, this is a joke. <laughs> I'm done. <dying laughs> this right.
4: really it's happened. It's mean,
2: wild.
3: <laughs> so it, there's a plug for speaking your dreams into existence. Yes. I'm telling you, I
2: talked about it last week on the podcast about um doing mantras. And I got a lot of feedback from besties about my new mantra of i approve of myself i approve of myself and i was doing it this morning because i was on my way to a shoot and i was feeling like just chalky skin and like kind of just bloated from too much like food last night late at night and i was just feeling like warning warning white lotus spoiler alert ahead white lotus spoiler alert ahead if you have not watched the finale of white lotus season two please skip ahead at least two minutes it may be more than that i am sorry if it is warning warning white lotus spoiler alert commencing now You know Jennifer Coolidge when she fell off that yacht and just was floating in that ocean. I just felt really confused and puffy and you know just betrayed. And I was like, I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I approve. Guys, spoiler alert: I do a great Jennifer Coolidge. I realized this weekend. Spoiler alert now. No. Oh yeah. By the way, I just gave away the ending of White Lotus. Oh, fuck. Wait, let me do this for, for Can an you
3: do insert. it underwater?
2: I approve of myself. <laughs> oh, wow. This ocean is beautiful I was so sad. But White Lotus, if you guys haven't seen the finale, I'm sorry um, to uh, spoil it. We'll, we'll do an insert of a spoiler alert for that because that one's really important. Um, but yeah. Uh, I can do it. We were working on Impressions this weekend and my Jennifer Coolidge is like, have you been watching White Lotus, Noah?
4: Mm Mm-mm.
3: No, yeah.
2: no, you have not. Um, I think most of the nation <laughs> has watched it. I think it's like the. New I just love your non
3: sequiturs about like being hungry or not. Like I've lost my appetite now. Now I'm hungry. Now I've.
2: Oh, that fish looks good. Oh man, why did I have to die? I wanted to be oh on God. the next season. Oh God. Um, but it's, it's a little off. I need to watch it again. No, why, that, that was this really is good. so. Good, and I know people who haven't seen it yet are probably like stop talking about it, and people who have seen it are like wanting to hear more about it. I even this morning with my makeup artist, I was like, I'm still like recovering from White Lotus. Like I'm still. Can I just say my final thoughts about White Lotus finale? Um, Do it. She
4: and Noah. Do you care if I spoil it for you? No, I don't care. You promise? Yeah, because like for me, it's watching the whole thing. It's not just like the ending. That counts. You know what I mean? So I don't care about spoilers. Okay. Well, let me just
2: talk in code then. What happens at the end of White Lotus? It's a great ending. Everything I agree with. I agree with the couples all getting together at the end through that fucked up web of betrayal. I loved that. I loved. Um, I love the deception from uh, the, the, like, uh, sex workers. I love that whole thing. Like, they not only deceived the guys, but they deceived us as viewers with the Elysio character. I thought it was brilliant. But someone didn't need to die. <laughs> that didn't need to happen. We, <laughs> I love how I'm talking in code. We, what happened before that person died was enough of yes. a cool thing. We didn't need to see that person die. It was like, I, I, it didn't give us anything. It was enough of an ending for her to have that, to get the bag and go in the room, and then the guys come up and that whole thing that happened. That was enough of, and, and for her to just, they could have panned out for her on the boat, just being like, oh God. And you could have just seen her like worried and like what's going to happen. And you know, she's going to be safe. Yeah. And that she's just going to have a lot of explaining to do. But that, and they could have left something so that you know she's going to have a, a trail where she can get, a, you know, she's not going to be found guilty, but where she's going to be able to have proof that they were going to kill her. You know, I'll and that tell you why I
3: think that happened. Why? Because I think that we need to have no hope. That's what this show is saying. I think that it's a cynical view of love and life on purpose in a big way. I think it's exaggerated cynicism. And that's why we lose the person we love the most. I don't hate Cameron and Daphne's
2: relationship, I have to say. As someone who's like, I I don't like the lying because they both do lie to each other. But if they both were honest with each other, that they both
3: They're having a good time. But she did have tears in her eyes. When she found out if about the betrayal. she doesn't a betrayal. a
2: Best Actress for that betrayal, the nuance of her sadness oh, plus so her good. like, I'm okay. So I read some synopsis of it and it was like, we see her get over the betrayal of an affair in 0.5 seconds. Yes, we I'm getting We see her process like, the hurt and then shake it off. And you just see that this woman has had to do it so many times yes. that the half-life is now milliseconds for her to get over it. And it's just... I mean,
3: it's like Elizabeth it's Moss incredible level acting because Elizabeth Moss used to say so much with just her eyes on Mad Men, on Handmaid's Tales, She can do like a rainbow of emotions. Of
2: All right, we're gonna go to break and come back with a new segment after this.
0: on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Oh my god, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips and I always like how do you even go to these shows where are they happening well now I know because I have the information right here you can go to one of these shows don't tell comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country this isn't like a comedy club this isn't a theater these are small unique venues like on rooftops backyards art galleries if you're looking for a fun night out in your town which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country 150 cities in Canada the US and the UK, don't tell comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at don'ttellcomedy.com and then use the code Nikki for twenty percent off your first show. Twenty percent off. That's freaking good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me. But even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone. And that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity. And check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online, and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest, get it off your chest. With with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. And we're back. Um, just a reminder that my tour, the Good Girl Tour, is ongoing and um, we have a couple, three dates left for the rest of the year. This weekend, it's Oklahoma City on Friday, Tulsa, Oklahoma on Saturday, and then on December 31st, Uh, New Year's Eve special St. Louis show. So those tickets are available. Meet and greets are always available at the merch booth as long as well as tons of new merch that I wish I could wear myself, but it has my face on it. So it's kind of weird, but it's so cute. I almost (laughs) wish it wasn't so cute because I'm jealous and I want it on my body.
3: You can get away with the Navy. Yeah, sure. you think? Yeah. It's not too it's, obvious. It's kind of Warhol-esque. Okay, cool.
2: Um, yeah, the Navy one is so good. All of them are good. Um, and Anya will be there and what well, with special guests all the time. Not sure who exactly now, but um, yeah. Oh, wait, Tim Conby actually is gonna be on the New Year's Eve show. And cool. Anya as well. And so I hope to see you guys there. And let's get to our new segment that we have. Noah came up with a great idea. Um, it is where we go back in time and review a headline for from the past and kind of talk about the headline itself but also like where we were when this thing happened it's a chance for us just to go back in time a little bit so let's get to old news
3: it's old news it's old (laughs) (laughs)
2: that was recorded this weekend on the girls
3: trip that sounds so good (laughs) it was
2: great well done Noah okay Noah what is the old news that you have for us today so the
4: old news headline goes back to 2013 Uh, Nikki and Sarah of MTV's Nikki and Sarah Live choose two fans of the show to take over their hosting duties and they surprise them with a One Direction interview and now I want to share this because it's important, because what was going on in the news is uh, it was just upon the Harry Styles and Taylor <laughs> Swift breakup, and uh, <clears throat> I want everyone to see what happens next. Did you guys have any idea? No! What did you have in that song? Well, <laughs> well it was Taylor Swift. You're going to roll up <laughs> oh, no. You want to
2: ask one of these questions?
4: Okay, so you're surprising. Wow. So what, th- what did she say w- about Taylor Swift? What was the so, question that led to that? So Harry Styles asks, so what were you guys listening to the headphones on the way over? Because the girls were <gasps> oh, blindfolded. Yes, so we had them listening to headphones. They had no idea that they were going to be yes. interviewing One Direction. There's so much of a story behind this. <laughs> okay. so So as I was going down this rabbit hole, I realized that the girl who said she was listening to Taylor Swift right as... Um like it was it was right after the breakup. Oh, hold on. I had I just want to show you this photo of Harry and Taylor. Yeah. And yes. she's saying this
2: to Harry Styles. She's saying
4: yeah. it to Harry Styles and I just want you to look a freeze frame of the reaction of the band. Does
3: she know that they broke up?
4: Yeah. She I mean, yeah. I think she was just telling the truth. Look at their faces when she said that she was listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> they all,
2: they all know. They're like, "Oh shit!" They this loved it. Me. So this, when I was at the People's Choice Award, uh, Olivia Wilde was there, and you know, her and Harry just broke up, right?
3: I did not know. that Oh, broke that's up. right, Olivia Wilde. Yeah.
2: Olivia, I didn't know Olivia Wilde was going to be there. And backstage, they were doing like these photo shoots, like with these really nice photographers. And during the photo shoot, they had music on, and they were playing like "As It Was," and she was like backstage, and I'm like. Tell someone to turn that off. Like, I mean, because it's her ex's ex. Yeah, like that kind of sucks for her or for like anyone. Like, even Jason Sudeikis having to hear Harry Styles like everywhere he goes. Right, it's like a thing. But okay, so that Nikki and Sarah thing, how it came about was like I think we found out we were going to have five minutes with One Direction, and we're like, that's how this idea starts. We go, what are we going to do with that five minutes? Like of all the things we can do, we could interview them. It's kind of like a press tour where they kind of sit in and then different. You know, people come into the room and just interview them for five minutes and then you're ushered out. And we were like, oh, it would be a good idea if we found the biggest One Direction fans and b- blindfolded them and somehow took off the blindfolds and there's One Direction <laughs> sitting there. So we convinced these girls that they were going to interview Kesha, which they were <laughs> excited about, but like, Not huge. One Direction was their lives. They like ran One Direction fan pages and all these things. So we blindfolded these girls and we thought they were gonna like fucking lose their eyes, But they were like quiet and like just like Like shocked. And And like it wasn't great TV. Like we thought it was gonna be like fucking insane. Like they were gonna cry and all the things. But they were kind of just like, um, Hi, and we were like, "Do you want to ask them some questions?" But they didn't have any questions prepared because they had like thought they were going to interview <laughs> Kesha. Yeah. So they're like, you know, asking her about her, you know, how she does her hair, whatever. It was like, but it was just how TV can kind of like betray you sometimes, where you're like, "This is going to yes. be the best," and then they were just so nervous, and they were so sweet
4: and everything. Um, did you know though the one thing I remember from that? Oh, sorry. Before you get what, to what that, did I know what? So apparently, two years ago, the girl who said Taylor Swift went on TikTok. And she kind of made this moment viral. I couldn't find it. So if anyone does have it, I'd love to see it.
2: I think I remember this. Like she Catherine is her name, and I really liked her. We followed each other for a while after that. And I was I like I loved those little girls. They were so sweet. And they put up with so much that day because it was so they had to be blindfolded for like so long. We drove them around. It was all just like
4: it sucked for them. She said she didn't and
2: then obviously it didn't suck.
4: Yeah, she didn't do it on purpose. It was just like the truth had just come out apparently you know and and she, it, the two oh, things right. didn't taylor swift line thing. Up. Like, yeah
2: yeah cuz they asked what are you listening to on those headphones and um yeah <laughs> we had just gotten into red had just come out i think and so they were definitely listening to that but um that was like because we did a lot of surprises on that show. Like we thought another time, we always use Kesha as the thing. Like another because t- Kesha was our first guest on the show. Another time, Sarah and I went to Vegas because we thought we were interviewing Kesha, and we were like, "We don't need to. Oh, We've yeah. already interviewed her." What is going on here? So we flew to Vegas, and we're like, "What is this?" And we're sitting there waiting for Kesha. She's late, and then all of a sudden, Justin Timberlake walks in, and he was like the reason we got that TV show because we created a viral video in 2011 or 12 about Justin Timberlake, like begging him to come back to music, and that was the reason we even got. The mtv show and so our show was like based on surprises but it was just <laughs> it was like i remember everyone was just like oh man like they just didn't react the way we wanted them to but i mean so- I, I would I, I don't know why we didn't see that coming i would have f- freaked yeah like, i would have been so like just I, if they did that to me with taylor swift and these girls but i will say the thing i got i took away because these they were little boys i was like 20 7 or 8. I was 27 at the time and they're just children to me. Yeah. But I remember looking at Harry <laughs> Styles and being like, "Hey, cute." Oh my <laughs> god. I get it. Like just gorgeous. And I I never felt that way where you see someone in person, you go except Jerry Seinfeld. But like <laughs> where you just go, "Whoa, this is this kid is special." And so um
3: Didn't you also interview Ariana Grande?
2: Yeah, she did a segment with us too. That was awesome. She was so funny. Um, she was particular about having one side of her face showing and not the other. She definitely had a good side. It was the first time I'd ever seen that, but she wasn't rude about it. She, was so funny, too. We had Ariana Grande fire people on our show. It's a really funny segment. And so we have her like just like, Brian, (laughs) you make too much fish in the microwave. You have to go now. And Sarah and I are just sitting there like, sorry, Ariana Grande. And it's like, this is the nicest way we can let you go. And it was just beautiful. And she was so funny and down. Like We did a lot of fun stuff on that show. I know.
3: I Um, love the nude onesies. Oh yeah, that was
2: the first time I ever did something where I was like embarrassed, like where I like showed my body a lot. We like put on these nude onesies and we went to a lingerie convention and just put on lingerie. It was the easiest way to try lingerie. And we looked naked. I mean, it was like, and Sarah was older than me, so she was a lot more comfortable with her body and like just being more physically out there and I'm more of like I'm a comedian I say words <laughs> so it was like a very uh it was a test of my like comfort and we did that show live which was so I insane. know it
3: was so good your news segments were so funny they
2: and were fun so fun and real yeah that, yes it, it, oh yeah fun fun real was a segment that Emmy Blotnick who is an amazing comedian came up with where we would just ask two really fun questions like Favorite color, red or green? Um, wh- what's your favorite animal, whale or sharks? Or, yeah, we go like red or green. They'd be green. Whale or sharks? Sharks. Why do you think I'll die alone? And then just put the micro. <laughs> and then they just are like, uh, what? Like, it was just, st- that was so fun. It was called Fun Fun Real. Yeah, we had a, that was a good show. And we got two seasons of it. Like, most of my shows, if we're counting, I've, I've never gone past two seasons, including F Boy. We're going to go somewhere else, and- including Boyfriends. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs>
3: That's so true.
4: I mean, you're almost on so, season two. Yeah. I've got two seasons. <laughs> we're up to
3: twenty four oh, yeah. months. I'm out.
2: <laughs> this podcast is probably the long. Uh, Sirius was like a long run for me. Well, that's like I was talking about buying a house, or so, like last night we were looking at property around here, and I was like, maybe I could do it. And Jesus Christ, it's so much money. Like after you do property tax and HOA fees. After like, you do property tax. After you do auto property tax and you look at the HOA fees and you just think of me. I got to tip the doorman at Christmas <laughs> and you factor all in that and it's maybe not even
4: worth it. <laughs> um, in, um, <laughs> it's like In 2013, were you and Anya friends? Were you living yes. together yet? We were living together. Yeah,
2: we
3: okay. lived together. I remember Nikki's. So that's where I was when that story broke. Yes. Probably sitting in the kitchen ordering Chinese from from the guy down the street who would knock on the door and then give me my plastic bag and, and go and he'd say have enjoy have enjoy which is like such a sweet have enjoy thing to say um I love yeah him. so
2: I got the pilot for Nikki and Sarah um, in 2012 we were going to film it January 2012 and it was Really? Yeah we got picked up to film in 2011 so it was like wow maybe, It was like August of 2011. We found out, okay, we're going to film this pilot in January. And we were starting to put together a staff. And then it was like two months later that I was like, I got to quit drinking. So I quit drinking in November or December of 2011 because I was like, I can't fuck up this. Like, I can't be hungover making this show. And so that's how I always kind of remember it. And then we we taped the pilot in January. And then. We were told we had to tape another. Then we taped another pilot in April because they weren't satisfied with that. Then we got picked up in September, and then we didn't air until January of 2013. And then we got canceled. um, I think you know November 2013. So we did two seasons in one year, and then by 2014 it was like, what am I going to do? But um, I moved in with Anya 2012. Yeah, October October. Sorry, 2012.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So
2: I, d- I did the pilot when I was still living in that fucking terrible place. And then, yeah, uh, the whole time I made the show, I was living in that terrible Anya place. In Astoria that oh, I lived with. Oh, really? That so on that's the worst. Mean- oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, but that really marked the, you know, I always told my parents when I got into comedy, like, give me until I'm, I said, give me till I'm 28. That was always, no, 20s. 27. I said, give me 27 is when I'm going to make it. Like just until then have my back. And they, you know, and I'm just lucky. They definitely bailed me out financially and I've paid them back since then. But like, if I wouldn't have been able to do it, if I wasn't like my parents didn't help me out financially here and there. Um, so I'm realized that I'm lucky and privileged in that way. A lot of people don't have, but I remember I got the show, the pilot got picked up. Oh, I remember. It was it was like May thirty first of my the eve. I was about to turn twenty eight. and the last day wow. that I was twenty seven was the day that our pilot got picked up, or that we got our yeah that we got our pilot picked oh up. Oh my so it god! Must been, it was May thirty first, and then by January, so it was May thirty first, two thousand eleven. Would that have been twenty seven years old? Yeah. Um, and and that was when I was like. Oh, I, and it was just, just under the wire where I was like, okay, now I have like a paycheck coming in. It was awesome. Speak it into existence. You did. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. <laughs> I approve of myself. I approve, I approve, of, approve, of, approve myself. of myself. I approve of myself. I Greg approves of myself. Like it just starts <laughs> to sound like nothing. But yeah, a lot of besties wrote me and were like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're getting into mantras. Do you ever do those?
3: Yeah, I haven't done one in a while, but I liked for a while, I was doing I am a seductive. And feminine being or something like Ooh. that. Because I was, someone told me like, you're not in touch with your sexuality. This is like three years ago. And I was like, maybe I'm not. I'm always wearing like chunky boots and um, boy jeans. And it was and so uncomfortable I'm to just say sorry, that. To <laughs> yeah, I'm just describing crap. I'm right back to my old fashioned sensibility. <laughs> no, no, no. But, um but yeah i, I worked on struggle that. With that that's a good one
2: i'm a sensual
3: and sexual being i gotta start trying that one I it like, really works I, final thought money comes to me easily and swiftly good things come to, to me easily and swiftly i do that one a lot good things
2: come to me easily and swiftly i like the word swift in there. I know, no, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's i'm trying to think of what i want to manifest next because even, like, if I were to be like, I want to produce a special, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of work. Like, I want to do something that doesn't I like feel doing like-
3: it in the present tense. Like, I am producing a special that I love with people I love. Well, that's just delusional because you're not.
2: <laughs> but no, you're. I like to do things that actually are true, too. Like, um, I approve of myself. Like. Even if I don't, well, I guess that's true because I don't when I'm saying it. So yeah, you're right. You can the just only say, reason
3: is to conjure up the feeling of what it would feel like to do it. And then yes. they're like, oh, that's how people who are fill in the blank feel. Like if you're a billionaire, how would a billionaire feel? Like right. I have ample money for the rest of my life, for myself and my family. Oh, that's, I
2: approve of myself. It really just, for some reason, the Louise Hey recording like that really struck me because it's like if you have that you have everything if you no matter because you can be anything you can look any way you can have any amount of money and if you approve of yourself it's okay and so it just that one really like I love that helps me I approve of myself I approve of myself um and so that's a good one to just say to yourself in the back of an Uber over and over and over. And your score will also go down in that Uber, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> but um, I have to go because I am actually going to go get a shot into my clitoris. I'm going to that place called the V-Spot. So at Atlantic City at the meet and greet, there was this doctor that was in line. And she was like, have you been to the V-Spot? And I was like... I think I have actually, because another woman back in the serious days offered it to me. I and they do a thing called um, uh, PRP, where they like extract your blood, they spin it around a machine, and then they put it back into you. And it's supposed to like, I don't know what it does do enhance you
3: know? your clitoral experience.
2: Yeah. <laughs> your it's going to wake me up down there, even though, thank you, Seinfeld. Like, pff, I feel alive. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that hit me too. Um, <laughs> No, like, and Theo James, White Lotus. Um, I, uh, they're just going to put me in a room and wa- make me watch close-ups of his face. Um, but I'm going to get that done. I'm kind of, like, not feeling like doing it, to be honest with you, because I'm like, I just kind of want to take a nap.
3: Yeah. And I have
2: to go get a fucking needle put into my clit. Um, and th- I've been talking about on stage about how, like, Guys don't, like, I hate to do jokes about, like, guys, you don't know
0: where the clitoris is.
2: <laughs> but I, don't think, I think a lot of them don't know that there's, like, a hood over it. Like, there's, like, a flap of skin that sometimes you have to lift up to access. But then I learned from Taylor and from Anya that they don't want that flap lifted up. They need that protection because it's too sensitive.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'll, I'm open to both things, but it doesn't always have to get lifted up like a treasure uh, chest Yes, yeah, Taylor said I like it all smushed shmu- together she said like, I like it all
2: smushed together I just <laughs> what do you feel Noah do you like do you like the hood to be lifted to get into the
3: it's engine too, parts it's too intense two cents intense
4: I love
2: intense <laughs>
3: Well then, you're gonna enjoy your afternoon at the V Spot. She, is,
2: I'm getting. Oh, this is me, like self care, getting. Yeah, and I don't even need. I
3: don't even know what I need it for. <laughs> like, I know. I watch I Nikki. She's like, oh, I have so much in my schedule. But then I watch you, and you're like constantly scheduling new <laughs> well, shit. I think it's
2: gonna be free, and I'm not doing this as like she didn't. I'm not advertising this place in any way for Farm. But this is a thing that happens when you kind of are, have a celebrity. Is people go you need to come by my spot. I'll take care of you. And you don't know if that is, I'm going to shoot your clip and then charge you $800 (laughs) or it means, and like make you talk to me and take a picture or it means I'm going to hook it up because shout out to everyone who's ever hooked me up in the world. Like I am very grateful for all the times people just give you things, but I don't know. So I'm going into this being like, I might be out of pocket for something I don't want to really do. (laughs) Yeah. Just, but it was I can't turn down free stuff. I am my I'm my mother's daughter. You're gonna turn down a clit shot for eight hundred dollars? You kidding me? You're you're getting getting me? Are you kidding me? You do it's, you have a $800? one in there for me? Oh I Squid salad. My this is squid gonna look salad. like squid salad after that's literally what my vagina looks like a lot of times. It's just raw squid salad. Discounted squid salad. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go do that And I will report to you next week for sure About how that all goes um, So thank you guys for listening to the podcast uh, Thank you for understanding Our recording equipment If it sounds a little weird I forgot the equipment I am I missed an essential piece of the elements So um, <laughs> we'll be back to sounding normal next week <laughs> And I love you And don't be kid. And thank you Anya And thank you Noah And G, G- Yeah Jackalope. Oh, we've done that one before, but why not? Jack up that needle and (laughs) slam it into my clitty.